With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you can't get along, you better get it on. Get it on. You should always have a chip while you on the throne. On your throne. Nobody cares. You better stay alive. Yeah. But for now, we up to bat. We yelling here to die. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hit or Die Podcast, episode 99, uh, one away from 100. 99? We didn't, we didn't even know if we were going get, to get to 99, or 100. <laughs> we didn't know if we were going to get to 5. We haven't got to 100 yet, okay? We'll get there. <laughs> it, it, we're there, I mean, it, it's already set for what we're going to do. Yeah. So. 99. It's been a year and a half, and July I... July yeah. 2nd, 2019. I, yeah, it's... Uh, it's going by fast. It's been fun. It's been uh, what? It's been fun. It's been fun. It's it been, has been. It's been fun. Ninety nine. That's a good number. It's a good number. It's uh, Aaron Judge's number. If yeah. anybody wants to know out there, which it's very hard to get a hold of a superstar. <laughs> we tried. Uh, we'll, just, we'll just put that out there. We tried. We tried. Uh, it's impossible. I don't know if we even. We probably went about it one hundred percent the wrong way. I don't know. Yeah. But um, either way. But our guest today is uh, a former first-round draft pick out of high school, was part of the longtime dynasty of the Bullard Knights, was an All-American. And a longtime big leaguer. Oh, yeah, 13 years in the bigs. Uh, he's still a, a color man in the big leagues uh, currently. Rex Hudler, for, we'll, get, we'll get it out there. Rex Hudler was drafted in the first round uh, out of Bullard High School. In 1978, 18th overall by the Yankees. He was also an All-American in, in, in football. He was a wide receiver for Pags, actually. Yeah. Shout out to Pags. Played soccer as well. Uh, 13 years in the big leagues. Debuted with the Yankees in 84. Played for six MLB teams. New York, Baltimore, Montreal Expos, St. Louis Cardinals, uh, California Angels, and the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, was in the 1999 Fresno Athletic Hall of Fame. And he was the color commentator for the Angels from 99 to 2009. And is currently with the Kansas City Royals. Uh, if you, we got some gamers out there. Um, the show. He was one of the commentators on MLB The Show from uh, 2006 to 2011. Yep. So this is going to be fun. This is, hey, and he played fun. in Japan. I left that off. He did. He played one year in Japan. So we'll try to see the difference in the cultures yeah. and, and what it was like playing there. Um, <clears throat> I got a couple couple quick questions for you. Hold on a second. Sure, uh, Rex Hudler trivia. I th- and this could be wrong. There's so many. I mean, he's like 13, 14 seasons ago. Look through, but how many teammates he had that were Bulldogs? I mean, it's just a guess. five, five. Yeah, 
It's a really good guess. I counted four. Four. Rich, Rich Bordy, Mark Gardner, okay, uh, Terry Pendleton, and Dennis Springer. All right. Nice. There might be more though. That's what I could find. Okay. How many Hall of Famers? Ten. Yes. Ten, bro. Really? Yeah. Count them. Phil Necro. You count them. I'm not there. Dave Winfield, <laughs> Ricky Henderson, Eddie Murray, Cal Ripken Jr., Randy Johnson, Tim Raines, Larry Walker, Lee Smith twice, and Ozzy Smith. He turned some double plays with Ozzy Smith. We'll have to get into that a little bit. But uh little Rex Hudler trivia Should there. And soon two. to me, maybe maybe a couple more. I mean, Kurt Schilling was a teammate. Yeah. Uh, Scott Rowland was be. a teammate. Those both should be. So they could be potential Hall of Famers. So that list could be uh, could grow a little bit. Yesterday was some news uh, outside of baseball. Tiger Woods had a Car accident. gnarly accident. And I just wanted to wish him the best. Uh, I know that... Uh, Shattered we, we, ankle and some... We talked about that surgery. documentary a couple weeks back and just... I'm a big fan of Tiger Woods. Me too. And I hate to see stuff like that. And I know he had a back surgery, I think, back in de- December. And, you know, obviously golf secondary. But definitely just a, a I'm a big fan. And, and hopefully it's a full full recovery. There was a lot of tweets and people reaching out uh, on social media. It was pretty crazy, especially in the golf community. And then the other thing I saw on Twitter, and I don't know how you feel about this. I just, it was a comment retweet or like and had to do with basketball the greatest player of all I love time basketball greatest tell me more <laughs> the greatest player of all time <clears throat> comment for kobe bryant retweet for michael jordan and like for lebron james well i already i already know who lebron's in a, liking something is the easiest yes for people to do Comment, you actually have to hit the button, then you actually have to write something and comment. Retweet, you have to hit the button and still retweet, hit another button. So the easiest thing to do is hit like. So I'm going to go with LeBron probably had the most. I, well, when I screenshotted it, it was at 19,000 19, likes for LeBron, 4,675 for Jordan, and 1,000 roughly for Kobe Bryant. Now, if you do that same question and switch the players around, each pl- any player that's on the like button is probably has the most. <laughs> should we test that out? We should test that out. Do like a 24-hour poll? Yeah, we should just do it for like three days. Just swap them. Yeah. You get three different Maybe answers. Maybe we'll do it with baseball. You're getting three Maybe different- we'll do it with baseball. Yeah, we could. Because I love basketball so much. We'll let basketball stay. Maybe we'll do it with, <laughs> with baseball. Um, speaking of... of- the greatest players, maybe not the greatest player in MLB history, but up One there. Uh, I don't think it's arguable, but I also saw that uh, Albert Pujols is set to retire after the two, uh, 2021 season. And I think this is, if if it comes down to the voting thing, there's no reason for it to be not a first ballot and not 100%. Yes, well, sir. It won't, true, yes, we had this conversation. He should with be pool holes, we had this conversation. No, no, just in general with players like this. Yes, um, should be a hundred percent. Should be a first ballot, but you don't know. I mean, as of today, right? The 2021 season, he's going into it with a career average of two ninety nine, 
3,236 hits, 662 home runs, 2,100 RBIs, 1,843 runs, the three-time MVP, rookie of the year, two gold gloves, six silver sluggers, 10-time All-Star, batting title, two World Series championships. I think he was a World Series MVP. I'm not sure. Might have been, yeah. I think uh, Eckstein got one. 20-plus years in the – I mean – yeah. No doubt. He's going to be missed. Yeah. But he'll be I think he's a guy that he'll still be around the game somehow. I'm just saying I bring it up one because it's news and he's a kid as a kid or a young guy growing up, you know, he was a guy we watched mm-hmm. play and you know, I think you just appreciate all that work he put in and and you know, he's definitely going to be remembered as one of the best. Um Without a doubt. So, yeah, as as we watch the 2021 season, try to catch some of those Angels games. Uh, and, and, you know, at least you can say you got to see one of the greats play Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Before we get into Rex, uh, I just wanted to, again, thank Bland Company uh, for their sponsor. California's leader in solar, heating and air, and roofing. And also solar panels for your Tesla, uh, your Powerwall. If you're looking for solar for your house or heating and air service, reach out to Jesse Dara, and uh, he'll take care of everything you need. Uh, you can go to the website. Uh, also, we'll have a link in the description on how to get a hold of him, a phone number. And again, check out blandcompany.com. That's B-L-A-N-D company.com. Bland, more exciting than it sounds. We'll be right back with our guest for number 99, Rex Hudler. Uh, welcome back to the Hit It Eye podcast, episode 99. Uh, we're here with Rex Hudler. Rex, uh, thanks for joining the show with us. Oh, man, are you kidding me? <laughs> if anybody, a fresh pair of ears is a beautiful thing for me. <laughs> well, we're glad to be here. Uh, I've I've known you for a long time. Uh, you're friends with my uncle and my family and uh, going up the Bullard system, so... What better way to be right there, uh, almost at our hundredth episode, yeah, uh, for number ninety nine with uh, the Wonder Dog uh, himself, or the uh, the Bug Eater? Also, I I've read <laughs> he's done it. Call all. me whatever you want, fellas. It don't matter, man. I'm a, happy, I'm a happy guy. I got my ten years in the big leagues. I got a pension, man. Life is great. I got a beautiful wife. I met through baseball. Life is a beautiful thing. Nice. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's take it back to your years at Bullard. Uh, you're a three sport athlete. Um, just talk to us about those days and also playing for legendary coach Mike Noakes and, uh, and, uh, your time there. You don't have time for that. <laughs> I got, I got so much on that. I mean, I'm just telling you when I went to Tanaya junior high school, Bullard was a legendary place to play ball. I was a kid and I would ride my bike over to the next school. Cause I kept waiting. I wondering, I wonder what's next for me. Where's the next place I want to play baseball. And I went over there, and I saw this beautiful ballpark, and I went up to the coach and, and asked Mike Noakes, didn't know him. I tugged on his coat, sir, c- c- do you have a bat boy? I'd love to be your bat boy. No problem, young man. So, so he let me be a bat boy. And, and, uh, and I remember that's when uh, they had Joe Lamore, Stan Pappy. Um, these are names from the past, Richard Kea, uh, Maybe it was Steve Kaya, his brother. Anyway, these were – and they had championship team then. 
So, you know, that's how I first met Coach Noakes. And then as I went to Bullard High School, um, I made the, the baseball team as a sophomore, which was a huge honor for that program. They didn't have sophomores that were good enough to play on his team. Sophomore year, I make it. Uh, you know, my first year in high school, and I had to tell Coach after after a week or so, uh, you know, I wasn't getting a chance to play regularly. And I just uh, had a conversation with my parents, and my parents always gave me great advice. Um, and they said, hey, why don't you call, talk to Coach Noakes and ask him if you can go down and play? So I, I went up and, and built the courage up to ask Coach Noakes, Coach, hey, look, I, I'm really honored that I made your team, but – you know what? I'm so young. I want to play. Can I go to the can I go to the minors? Can I go to the JV team? And so he said, "No problem, young man." So we, I went down there and played shortstop, and I'm glad I did. You know, got some reps in. Baseball's all about reps. Um, you know, and I played every sport that came in that was in the season. I was a, I was an all sport guy, man, just like mo- a lot of kids. And but what I really didn't realize is how great a coaching I had in, in Bullard. Um, so you had John Anabo, who was the football coach. Richard Justice was a great defensive coach there, uh, Coach Justice. Danny Robinson was a great wide receivers and defensive back coach. All Fresno State guys that played in higher higher ball. John Anabo played pro. He was a quarterback. I mean, we had the greatest. So I played soccer as well. So my senior year in high school, my mom said, son, you want to be end up being great in one or two of them, don't you? And I said, yeah, yeah. She goes, well, why don't you eliminate a sport? You're playing three. It's too many. Concentrate. And I went, okay, Mom. So I eliminated soccer because in 1978, there wasn't much soccer, pro soccer going on. And I knew that my goal was to be a professional athlete. I didn't know what sport. So sure enough, Mom was right again. I concentrated on baseball and football. And, man, I was blessed with an unbelievable opportunity as a senior at Bullard High School. Because of the coaching I got from Mike Noakes, from all those guys I mentioned, Coach uh, uh, John Anabo, um, all those, all the influence that I had there, how to hustle, how to play Bullard baseball, uh, how, to, how to do the little things. I was taught that already. had no idea, but I had, but I had a full ride to Notre Dame. I had, I had 25 D1 football offers. Because I had a great quarterback, mainly, and great coaching, my quarterback, Nick Papagni, he could hit me 60 yards downfield on the, on the dime, on the line. And I could outrun guys because I had good speed and I could get open. So I was open, so he made me look good. So, but I, 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 I finally said yes to Notre Dame. Now I'm going to play my senior year of baseball. Have fun. I'll never play baseball again because I'm going to go to college. I'm going to become a football player and I'm going to be a pro football player. So as the scouts started piling up at Bullard, we're playing games, and I saw him on the side of the field, um, I would just smile. I loved it. I was like, wow, they were calling my house on the wall phone. That's right. We had wall phones when I was in high school. <laughs> and they called me on the wall phone and went, and went hey, uh, Mrs. Hudler, your son has a chance to be one of the top picks in the country in baseball. What's it, what's it going to be like to sign him? She goes, you'll waste your pick. My son is going to college at Notre Dame. You'll waste your pick. Don't draft him. So I would hear her in the background tell, telling, the, telling the scouts that. And I was like, really, Mom? So draft day comes. No big deal. It's in June. June. We're about ready to graduate, too. Draft day comes. I come home for like any other normal day. Came in the door. 
Mom, did anybody call today? She goes, yeah, the damn Yankees drafted you. <laughs> I was like, what did you tell them? I told them they wasted their pick. I said, you didn't tell them that. Yes. So, so my kid, you're going to school, young man. Okay, mom. You know, and I was, my parents were from Texas. So I was raised with Texas manners. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Yes. All that whole thing. And if I didn't watch out, cause the right hook was coming, man. So, so look, uh, I was, I was disciplined big time. So I waited, we waited a week or so Yankees didn't call back or nothing. And so, uh, they call and they're coming to town and Al Rosen, who was George Steinbrenner, the New York Yankees vice president at the time. And another gentleman came and, uh, they, and, and so my mom told me to go to Mama Mia's and get a calzone. So I was like, really? Yeah, go get out, go come back in 45 minutes. Okay. So Mama Mia's calzone's brought me home runs, by the way. Okay. Every time I would eat a calzone from Mama Mia's, I would go deep and my dad would say, son, don't forget that calzone. So little did I know that I was going to go have a calzone and it was going to change my life. So I came back to my house, knocked on my own front door. It was locked. And my mom opens the door and goes, congratulations, son. You're a Yankee. So just like that, my mom who negotiated with the New York Yankee completely flipped uh, she, she, because we couldn't have an agent because it would have ruined my eligibility for Notre Dame. So she negotiates with the Yankees. She got me a $150,000 signing bonus, and that time was big money. And, and I was like, wow, that's amazing. So my life changed just like that. And you know what, though, it ended up being great because I graduated like the next day, and then they flew me right to New York because George Steinbrenner wanted to meet his, his bonus baby. Sure enough, I get in my – but, but you know what, though, I'm going to stop it right there and go back to Bullard and tell you how great my coaching was. So I get in the pros, pro baseball, and, and I'm, I'm hearing these coaches tell me the same thing I've already heard. I'm thinking, I already heard that because Mike Noakes was a professional coach. He was a pro at that age, and he's, and he's teaching high school kids. No wonder he was a little above them. And his language and stuff was, was, was strong. It was for grown men. But I tell you what, it made me even stronger and grow stronger. Some of the, some of the parents a little later, I don't know, 10 years later, were offended by some of the language. And, of course, everyone's offended now by anything. But I tell you what, he made me a man, and he taught me how to play baseball. And I owe Coach Noakes a check. And he would never let me give him a check, never let me pay him. Because that dude, he taught me the same things they were trying to teach me. As an outfielder, I played center field my junior year because David Myers, our shortstop, who was another ter- another professional baseball player, played ahead of me. He was a senior. Mike Noakes taught me how to pick the ball up off the warning track, pick it up and throw it. Don't take a crow hop. It takes too much time. So I'm a, I am start playing pro in, in the major leagues 20 years later. Well, how many years later? And I'm doing all the fundamentals right from the outfield. I was an infielder. As a shortstop, circle into the ball on the ball hitting the hole here. Circle around and get your momentum going towards first base. Really? All those things. And I end up having a, a 21-year pro baseball career because I was mentored by the finest. 
Yeah, Noakes is, and I growing up, that's all I ever wanted to do is play for Noakes, and I was actually on the back end of the the bad parents that he was out before I even got there. Um, but that's gro- but growing up, little league, the only place you ever went was a Bullard varsity game. It was like the best thing in town from from where we grew up was going to see the Bullard varsity games because that was like our pro baseball to go watch was Mike Noakes and all his great teams. It's crazy. Yeah, you know what? It's a blessing, and, and, and you know, and I'm not the only one who benefited benefited from that. He had Stan Pappy, who was a professional infielder for the Red Sox. Uh, he had um, Randy Azador. He had Dave Myers, Steve Ellsworth. He had uh, uh, David Myers played five years in the big leagues. Um, uh, who am I missing? <laughs> I don't know off the top of my head, but there's a lot out there, and especially a lot that just even played professionally. Guys, yeah, a lot of guys that made it to the majors, so I'm not surprised. The whole valley, the, the, the whole competition there with baseball was unbelievable. I loved it. It was so fun. And I'm honored that they, they would retire my, 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 my number, and it's, and it's on the wall over the dugout over there at Bullard. And when I went there last a year ago and I saw that, I got emotional. What an honor. I mean, what a, what a great time I had. I just loved it. Well, speaking of great time, uh, there was a story that... Which one? The Bakersfield one? Yeah, no, Nick Nick let me in on a semifinals, your football season. You guys go down to West Bakersfield, and apparently somebody forgot his gear. <laughs> Who was that, Rex? Uh, I'm through with Nick. <laughs> Probably the most embarrassing moment in my Bullard career. Oh, that and, and another time when I got in trouble at Disneyland. Uh, uh, we had we uh, I was with the wrong group of people who were doing some stuff, you know, did a little weed, and I got suspended for the baseball game, one of the games. That was a real embarrassment to my family, to me, and obviously that didn't have an effect on my life, but it was a it was an eye opener. And and then I, I I can I can I I can remember the feeling I had when we got when we pulled up in the parking lot, and I remember that I locked up. Actually, I think it was before we even got there. I locked up a little bit, you know, got tight, and I I had I had to uh, garner some courage to go tell Danny Robinson that I didn't have my shoulder pads or something. I didn't have my pads or I, I, what did Nick say? He just said you left your gear. Yeah, my gear, my shoulder pads, my helmet. Yeah, and so, what do you do? Somebody uh, didn't. Somebody I, didn't play somebody that didn't day. Play that day for you. So yeah. So I felt bad for whoever's whoever's equipment I took, but it did. Obviously, it didn't affect me. I think I caught twenty two passes that game. <laughs> There's also another story. Yeah, he had another one you. that uh, that he told on his episode. He didn't get into full detail. Well, because he didn't say that you were the other player, I don't believe. Yeah. But uh, you guys played in a, a broom ball game uh, for your football coach, and Noakes wasn't all too thrilled about it. Uh, what do you remember about that one? Um, we had – Nicky was – he was the instigator of everything. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Nicky was – he was the flat – the instigator of everything. On the field, off the field, too. And whatever, no big deal. We weren't supposed to do anything, at, you know, like Coach Noakes didn't want to ski in. If we had any kind of raccoon eyes, you know, from from, from uh, skiing, 
we were in big trouble. Mike Costas, our, 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 our position. I think he'd let you go. He'd fire you. So, um, Nikki, he found out somehow that we played broom ball at a Fresno Falcons hockey game. Is, is the Fresno Falcons still play there? No, it's uh, it's like Monsters a junior league now, now. I think. Monsters. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah, they had a, like an A ball team there in Fresno, the Fresno Falcons. Yeah, we played broom ball. What the heck? And then <laughs> you got kicked off uh, for a day, right? It was I think I think he yeah. said you kicked you out for a game or a day. Yeah. Now did he he got kicked off too, did he? Yeah. 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 And we lost the game. It was one of the only games we lost all year. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's but, no, the, that's Noakes what, though. What, a lot of things. A lot of things I respect about Coach Noakes. Hey, another thing was I only had four periods my senior year. So after my fourth period, that's before lunch, I went home and took a nap. I went. To, I tell my boys how important a nap was before practice because when I went to practice, I practiced like it was a game. And if you lined up across from me with the pads on. And I happen to have a bad day. I'm snapping my head. You're in trouble. I'm going to smoke you and bury you, man. You're in trouble. So that's that's what I did. I gave everything I had in practice. One of the reasons why I played 21 seasons as a professional baseball player because I learned how to practice. Doesn't practice doesn't make perfect, but perfect practice does. So I learned at that at Bullard how to prepare. And so one day we got a game. I forget where it was, Atwater. It's early in the season. Nikki calls my home and, and says, HUD, or, or he goes, he, we're, we're leaving. The bus is leaving. Your alarm didn't go off. I said, my alarm didn't go off. So I get up and I had my uniform at home because I would just I would dress at home. And he goes, I'll, I'll tell coach. I'll tell him. And so they, they happened to be going out, uh, Palm, out, out Herndon right there, and so I lived there, and I, I remember I pulled my car behind the bus, the team bus, and my, my teammates are in the back of the bus going like this, and I'm saying, pull over, pull over. I'll just pull my car over. I'll get on the bus. And and, and, the, and, the, and you could see them. You could see them turn around to the front of the bus, and they, get, they kept turning, and they just went. <laughs> Coach Noakes left his best player because I wasn't there on time to catch the bus. I loved his discipline. He didn't care who it was. This is my; these are my rules of my team. You you break them, you're in trouble. So yeah, Broomball, we got in trouble for that too. But uh, discipline is important if you're going to be an athlete. You got to be on time. He taught taught me how to be on time, how to hustle. Really, I made a career of hustling, running hard. Knocking people down, but helping them back up. Being a good teammate. Play with passion. Play with enthusiasm. Oh, my gosh. I chose the wrong sport, baseball, because I was a football player in a baseball player's body. But I was well-rounded mentally, and the structure that they gave me there, the foundation that I had, carried me for that long. I played till I was 38. I couldn't play no more. I played as long as I could in a sport. When they tell you to leave and go home, I told them, I'm going home. Thanks for having me. That's a blessing right there. It wasn't a great career. Man, I didn't make a ton of money. I wasn't a star player. I endured. I endured 10 years in the minors and 10 in the majors, and I never quit. You know why? Because my coaches said, if you quit, you're a loser. Don't you dare quit. 
That's why. So I'm so glad you guys have a podcast right here. So maybe there should be some young kids, some young players there in the, in the Valley that are listening that maybe can go, wow, you know what? This guy paid a lot of attention when he was in high school. That's right. Day by day. Don't look too far ahead. I only got today, man. I can't wait to go to practice. I'm going to beat my opponent in practice. Carried over into game day. I like that. Yeah. Physical toughness. Physical toughness a lot of guys have, but I can tell you right now what's hurting in our modern-day ballplayers, no mental toughness. Mental toughness is more important than physical toughness sometimes, but I was taught both there by some great men. Yeah. That's enough love I'm going to give them, but, but I can't tell you that how much they made a difference in my career. Yeah, there's some good coaches at Bullard. I played for Coach Justice, actually, in Pop Warner football. He was our head coach, and uh... – <laughs> He was he was just like Noakes. He would call us marshmallows and have us. <laughs> he was a great coach. Um, yeah. But, so he was my defensive coach. Yeah. I mean, good congratulations that you got a, 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 a chance to be coached by a, a great coach. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, getting into your pro career, um, you know, you were eight years in the minors before you got the call up to the big leagues. Um, just go through the, obviously a hustle. You talk about hustle and grinding. You have to grind because you went in at age 17 and didn't get your call up till you were 24. Um, so you were grinding all those years, uh, to get that shot in the big leagues. So talk about grinding the minors, what it was like, and then your call up. We love to get the, the call up stories and how that happened. You know, the New York Yankees, um, had won the world series in 1977. So they drafted me in 78, which they won in that year too. Fighting Irish and Notre Dame won the, won the national title at 77 with a quarterback named Joe Montana. I was heading to, to both teams. Now, am I that good a player that both of both, both the greatest, two of the greatest sports teams in the world wanted me? No. During that time as a youngster too, when I, I give all the praise to the coach, I trusted God for my life, okay? I went to Bible studies in Northwest Baptist Church. I went I went there. A man took me, a simple handyman took me, Mitch Ribera, Teddy Papoyas, a handful of guys, would take us two times a week to Bible study. And so what I did was I, 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 I had a higher power that I trusted besides my parents. That helped me big time. And so I... I, I, I was always asking God, what's next? Where do you want me? What do you want me to do? And so during that decision, that little, little four-day decision I had between careers uh, at 17, I was on my hands and knees asking God, what do you want from me? Where do you want? He put me in baseball for a reason. So when I went out at 17, man, they flew me to New York. I met more George Steinbrenner, but the taxi ride from New York airport to, to Yankee Stadium was a $15 taxi ride. The taxi driver charged me 50 bucks because I was telling him, it's my first ride in a taxi. I'm so excited to be in New York City. I was green. And so my first day away from home, I get ripped off in New York City. How I knew that? I took the receipt. To, to Mr. Steinbrenner's assistant, and I gave it to her, and she goes, oh, it's only a $15 cab ride plus tip from the airport, and you they, you paid $60. Wow, welcome to New York. 
not even gone a full day and I get ripped off. I wish I would have paid a little more attention to that because I had no idea I was going to play 21 years. And I had no idea how hard it was going to be. But that was a little taste, first day ripoff. Anyway, Steinbrenner opens the door. Hey, Mr. Steinbrenner, Rex Hugger, thank you for having me, for drafting me. I'm, I'm hoping I can help you win another world championship someday, sir. Thank you very much. Rex, come on in my office. Sat down. Ask me questions. Yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. I, I shook his hand firmly when I met him. And when I left, looked him in the eye, just like my parents taught me. My mom said, first impressions are sometimes the greatest you'll ever know of the person. First time you meet him. So make sure you do everything right. This was way before I met George Steinbrenner. <clears throat> I thank God that they taught me parents. My, my parents taught me manners. Now I go out. I held my own half season. Hit 285. Led the league in steals. 17 years old, playing against 23-year-old players. Held my own. Because you know what? I wasn't afraid. That I was taught, too, back in Bullard. Came home. Now... That was half a season. Full season the next year, 132 games, 130 games. I'm used to playing. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm used to playing. High school was like 30, 38 games, maybe. So here it comes. My body wasn't quite ready for it. Had a few breakdowns, had some setbacks. Uh, next year, setbacks, setbacks. Had the same thing. Uh, played a little bit, but still, you know, was trying to find who I, find out who I was. Six years in A-ball. The same team, Florida State League, by the way. Fort Lauderdale Yankees. Same team. For the sixth year, I go back. I, they put your name on a, on a list in, in spring training when there's 400 minor leaguers on the team you're going to. I went back, and I saw that again. I saw my name on the Florida State League roster for the sixth season in a row. <laughs> excuse me I turned around and grabbed my bag and my stuff packed my stuff and left the locker room I've had it I've had a chance to get a full degree at Notre Dame already what's going on here this is ridiculous get back got back to the hotel and I went I sat there for a minute and I looked at my bags and I go mom my my parents didn't raise a quitter I'm not a quitter I'm going to go back there and I'm going to hit 400 this year I'm going to make them promote me Went back, got put my stuff, unloaded my stuff, started, we went to, to, to play in the season. George Steinbrenner owned a hotel in Tampa. So we'd stay there when we go there. Fort Lauderdale Yankees, we'd stay there for free. I wrote a note, short little letter. Dear Mr. Steinbrenner, I've been in your in A-ball here in Florida State League for six years now. I'm presently hitting 300. I would appreciate if you would consider a promotion. Took a lot of stones to do that. Hand him the letter. The, the lady at the desk, I said, will you give this to Mr. Steinbrenner when he comes? And she goes, sure, I'll take it to him. He's here. Oh, man. That, that, that booty, that sphincter got tight. Because I'm like, I wouldn't expect him to be there today. How about, how about you know, when he comes next week or two weeks? Yeah, we're on a road trip. Now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I get to the ballpark. It's St. Petersburg, Al Lang Stadium. There's in the stands at four o'clock in the afternoon in A ball is George Steinbrenner with my manager, Stump Merrill. And, and I'm playing catch out there on the field, and I see this meeting, and I'm getting a little nervous. 
because, uh, you know, I'm thinking, gosh, you know, I wonder if he got the letter. I wonder if he, you know, what he thought. So uh, the meeting was over and Stump came down. And I, I went over to him and said, hey, Stump, Daddy, did, did George Steinbrenner say anything about a letter that I, that I got? And he, uh, he was chewing tobacco. He was chewing tobacco and he looked at me and he, and he spit. And he goes, yeah, kid, he got it. He got the letter. I said, well, did he say anything? He said, yeah, he loved it. I went, oh. So I went back in the clubhouse and blew up the commode because I was so upset. My stomach was just, it was just in knots, man. So I, I, he stays for the game. I get a couple hits for him. The next, we bust back to Lauderdale. The next morning at six o'clock in the morning, the phone rings and it's, hey, you're going to Columbus, AAA. The next morning. So I'm like, I pack my stuff. I'm, I'm going, I'm flying by AA saying, see ya. <laughs> went right to AAA. On the way there, I'm talking to myself, as I did a lot. Self, you pop off to a guy like that, and you go up and you and you you bite an egg up there, and you you don't make it. You're in trouble. So you better go up there and you better stand up. So look, it's pressure time, man. It's time to go. So I went there and hit 300 that year, and then they they uh, the next year they uh, I hit 300. Now they're talking about trading Willie Randolph, who's the captain of the New York Yankees. Thank God they didn't do that, man, because I don't know if I can handle that pressure at that age. But here's my cup of coffee. Who's my first manager? A guy named Yogi Berra, Hall of Fame baseball player, Uh, 11-time world champion. I don't know how many many rings Yogi got. Played for him for a year, a little bit of over a year and a half, just a little call-up, though, in September, and then went back down to the minors again. And then the next year in 85, Billy Martin took over, so I played for Billy. Then the then, then this off season was over, so I'm up and down. Now I'm starting to get somewhere. I'm a little up and down. I'm getting you know I'm getting close. And then uh, they trade me. The Yankees trade me after seven years. They trade me to the Baltimore Orioles, and a man named Earl Weaver, a Hall of Fame manager, traded for me. Okay, so I changed teams, and there's there goes your daddy. There goes all your buddies, your hitting coach, all your all your guys that like you, that love you. Now you're going to a different place. It's time to pull up your your your, your boots. It's time to go. What do you got? It's time to show, man. That's why they call baseball the show, the major leagues. Show what you got. So I was in the wrong place, wrong time. Cal Ripken was there, and his brother Billy played second base. At that time, I was playing second. <laughs> Didn't work. I stayed in there, hung in there, went through a few more injuries, battled, hung in there. 28 years old now, I'm done with them. I'm, I look back 10 years of minor league ball, basically, all minor leagues. 10 years, I look back, and I was not happy with the life I was living. I wasn't happy with myself. And one of the reasons why is because I was doing my life for me. I had put God on the shelf when I signed and said, hey, thanks, God. I really appreciate the start, man. What a start you gave me. I put him on the shelf, and then I went out and did my own thing for 10 years, and I wandered. I had girlfriends because that's the cool thing, right? Have girlfriends in every city. Um, you know, I dabbled in drugs. I did little things that didn't take me away from my, my goal, which was great because it takes a lot of people away. I stayed and kept my focus, but I dabbled and I was not living a, a great life, a good Christian life. So now I'm tired of, the, of that life. I would love it if God, could you, could you find me a wife? And he goes, Good to hear from you, Hud. How you been, man? I, I no, don't tell me. I know how you've been. You've been struggling, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Well, it's because you're living your life for you. I'm not gonna bless your life for doing what you're doing, sleeping all over the country. Oh, you want me to find you a wife? 
I mean, I made the mountains. I can take care of that, HUD. All right, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lift this girl up. You know, but it, took, it wasn't like it happened overnight. I prayed for a year, year and a half for a wife, somebody that would love me and not love me for who I am or what I do. I mean, for, for baseball. So he lifted Jennifer up, and I went, oh, God, you got great taste. She's beautiful, and she got a great heart. And he goes, yeah, now it's up to you to catch her. Go ahead. Good luck. So I put the hot pursuit on her, and she found out what I did as a baseball player. And she goes, you guys, I'm not so sure I'm, I'm interested. I said, hey, look, look, you know, cut me some slack. I told her I knew Jesus Christ. And she went, you mean you just don't use that word as a cuss word? No. I, 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 she goes, I've heard some lines before, but I've never heard that line from a man. Oh, I just want to share with you. Share with you my heart. She considered it. A year later, I, I asked her, I, I, I was with the Baltimore Orioles, and I, and I went in the locker room. She's coming down from Ohio, and I want to propose to her, but i got to find out way how to do that. How, do you, how am I going to do it? So I go in the locker room, talk to my buddies, uh, Eddie Murray, Freddie Lynn, Cal Ripken Jr. are my teammates there. And so I, I, we're putting our clothes on, getting ready for a workout. And I said, hey, Junior, I got my, my future wife's coming to town. What should I do? I want to, I got, it's got to be good. He goes, go out to Key Biscayne here, 10 minutes away, Hud, rent a tall ship, uh, take her out in, at four o'clock, five o'clock in the sunset, get a little bottle of champagne and do it upright. Ask her to marry you. If she says no, throw her ass overboard. <laughs> My teammates all laughed, just like you guys did. They laughed. I thought that was a good idea. I was going to say you did it. Tall you did it. I did that. I went there, and I got a tall <laughs> Spirit of Miami. Whole deal. Rented it. It's 45 foot or 50 foot. Beautiful. Big, tall sails. One of those old sailboats. You know, the old steering wheel and all that. Rented it. We went out. I didn't have one ring. I had two rings. One was a ring I could afford, a nice engagement ring. The other one was a was, I had to take out a loan to get it. It was probably a four-carat diamond ring, but just in case I needed it because she didn't want to marry me because of what I did. And who would? Who would want to marry a 10-year minor leader? You <laughs> got no money. So, so I asked her what the, what, the, what, the, what, the, what the ring I was hoping she would take. I got on one knee with the front of the boat, all of that whole thing. Will you marry me? And there was a, there was a pause, and, and there was nothing said. And, and a cold sweat started down my forehead. And I'm going, oh, man, I can't throw her overboard. She, she's too beautiful. I can't do that to her. So I remembered I had the other ring in my pocket. And I go, hey, if you didn't like that one, how about this one? And I pulled it out and showed it to her. And she laughed and said, okay, I'll marry you, but not for another year. But she said, yes, we celebrated. It was great. And I got married to her in night, at the end of the season in 88. I had got, just gotten with a new organization, the Expos. And now I'm motivated more than ever to make that big league roster. Because she, she never believed. She didn't tell me this right away. She never believed that I would play very much longer in the majors. Because typically 10 years in the minors, you're done. Right? Even sooner. I told her I, told her I was going to get 10 years in the majors. And I gave her, I gave her the Mike Noakes stare. <laughs> okay. I went to the Expos and attacked. We married at the end of the year. I had one of my best seasons. I attacked. When they called me, Buck Rogers in camp sends me out after, after two weeks because I was a little bit out of baseball shape, in great physical shape. 
And he sends me out. He goes, you can't, you can't hit, you can't steal, or you, or you, you can't field. Only thing you can do is run. <laughs> you can't steal first in this in this league here. Real sarcastic, real, you know, like a lot of managers are. I sat in that meeting like this with my head up with a smile on my face. I said, sir, don't fire me. Don't release me. Send me to your minor leagues, and I'll see you in two months. He sends me down. Two months later. I get called up two months to the day. I told him I get called up and helped take the expos from fifth place to second place in like three weeks. Another guy that got called up was named Otis Nixon, who was a speed burner, probably stole, I don't know, 400 bases in, in the majors. He hit him first and I hit second. We tore it up. We get married at the end of the season. The next year in, in 89, I made, I had my first, uh, opportunity to make the team out of spring training. And I never went back to the minors again. Largely because I got on my hands and knees when I got married and told God, sorry, I'm so sorry for, 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 for putting you on the shelf like that. Would you please guide my life with my wife? See, I came from a broken home in Fresno. I was adopted at eight. That was painful. I didn't want that. That's why I, I, I pressured God to find me a wife. He could handpick me somebody he knew because I was afraid of my choice. My choice was going to end up being a divorce or something. I don't want that. I want somebody who, who's going to love me. God, and you know that person. So, man, 10 straight years in the show. But what God told me, too, I remember on my hands and knees on the altar said, I'm going to let you in the promised land, Hud, because you're you're a, you're a child of mine, and I, and I and I'm going to let you move forward. But you know, because of your sin, you ain't playing on any first place teams. You're not going to the playoffs. <laughs> Unfortunately, he was right. The closest I came to the postseason game was after 1995 season with the California Angels. We were tied with the Seattle Mariners in Seattle on the last day of the season. We had to fly to Seattle and play a one-game playoff. And unfortunately, a guy named Randy Johnson was pitching, Hall of Fame left-hander. So it shut our door and shut my window, and I never went to the playoffs, never even came close. God kept his word. But he also allowed me to have the desires of my heart. And that was, you know, moving from team to team. I got traded only twice, and both managers that traded for me were Hall of Fame managers. So look, I I like to bag my career. Uh, If you look at my numbers, they're not real good. But it doesn't matter. I played for the people. I played for, for my wife, my family, but I played for the people who paid the money. But you had something. When I checked, when I checked the ball back to the pitcher, I, I looked forward to that, honestly. Because now it's a chance I'm out before I even get out of the batter's box. I'm going to show that paying customer what it's like being a ball player. He never could be. I would hustle and do run a 4-0 flat down first baseline. It almost beat it out from the guy catching and throwing it and have the fans cheer when I made it out. I, you know, it's because of the upbringing I had. I played that way my whole career. I played pedal to the metal, and, and I'm known for that now. I'm not known for great numbers, Hall of Famer. I'm not, I'm not you know, all-star, no World Series, not, not, none of that. People, the best compliment I can get is when people say, man, I love the way you played the game. And I'll tell them, thank you. That's the greatest compliment a player can get. But you played overseas also for a year, correct, in Japan? Oh, please, don't get me started on that. <laughs> that was one of the greatest stops in the 21 years, man. 
It was right in between. Didn't you guys win there? It was five years. What a question. Now, God let me go. He let me win there, but he didn't let me win in the States in the majors. Because really, in America, uh, nobody gives a rat's behind what a player does in Japan. Who cares? We didn't even know they got a league over there, huh? <laughs> oh, really? Well, their money spends. My agent, well, they sent me over there. They sent me over there for a tryout. They flew me to Japan for a five-day tryout. I was like, what? They're going to fly me over there? Oh, this is going to be great. What a vacation. <laughs> I went there five days in, in, uh, in, in, after the 92 season and uh, worked out, ran with their players, worked out, played there. And, you know, and I'm, I'm in the outfield doing these drills, these conditioning drills. And here's some fighter jets with, with, the, Z, with, the, with the rising sun on the side of their airplanes flying over us. And I'm going, oh, my. it was so eerie. I am in Japan and I am in the Japanese army. That's what it was like. That's how they exercised their guys, man. It was itchni-san-chi, So after the five days was up, the manager was an old-timer, probably World War II-ish, so he didn't like Americans. And when I got to him, I'm going down the line shaking the coach's hands. I said, sir, if I don't make your team, uh, thank you for having me, man. I loved it in your country. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. See you down the road. They called me back. On Thanksgiving Day, one of the greatest Thanksgiving news I ever got. They paid me a million bucks to go play ball in Japan. I go to Japan. took me a long time to figure it out, their game. It's different. Different. Same deal, but different. Manager calls me in the office, yells at me, yelling at me. The season just started. We lost the first game. He's yelling at me. My interpreter, 15 minutes he's yelling at me. I look at my interpreter. I go, man. He don't, he don't look real happy. He don't sound happy either. What's he saying? He said, you're the reason we're losing. And I went, oh, <laughs> tell him I'm getting used to the Japanese game. I don't want to be sent home. Don't send me home. I'm going to stay here and learn. I'm going to help him win a title. I'll get used to his game. He tells him that. I bowed to him, and I walked out, and I kept going. I kept playing, having fun. In the meantime, I asked God when I went over there, what, what, why, why you open up a door like this? He goes, well, you wanted 10 years in the big leagues, huh? You've been riding the pine for nine and playing off the bench for five years in the majors already. Okay. You need to get your skills better. So I'm going to get you an everyday job here and I'm going to help pack your bank a little bit. And the only thing I want you to do is show my spirit, show who you are, the real American true spirit of God in your heart and have fun. I go, man, I can do that. So every day I had a blast when I went to the ballpark in Japan. It was so fun. The fans packed the stadiums. They were happy. I I didn't care what they wrote or said about me because I didn't didn't understand any of it. So I just every day went to the ballpark for the joy of baseball. I got to play baseball for a million bucks, and and I couldn't believe it. So I had one other American teammate. His name was Jack Howe, and we just had fun. We got there at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and the team has already been out there for three hours. It's a 7 o'clock game. That's how hard they worked. They thought overworking was like the, the magical key. When me and Jack were in this whole clubhouse by ourselves playing music, Michael Jackson was big then. I'm dancing and boogieing all around the clubhouse, man. Just, just having fun. I mean, it was a paid vacation to me. I didn't care what they said about me. I was in the lineup every night, and I showed up with enthusiasm and energy and fun with my players, my teammates. I ended up settling in, settling in, I was the only American to hit in the top 10. I hit 300 on the nose. We won the Japan World Series. 
and it was nine months on their soil. Uh, and so I, I'm coming home, and I'm, and I'm saying, God, thank you so much for that blessing. And he said, now you're ready. I go, well, what do you mean? I'm hoping that I can get a five-year deal back in Japan. Man, I'd love that. No, HUD, no, nah, you're done. You wanted 10 years in the big leagues, didn't you? Yes, sir, that was my goal inside my heart, yeah. I told my wife that was it. No, I know your heart, HUD. So I wanted to brush you up in your skills so you can get five more years in the show. Come on, let's go. So I went home. They fired me, the Japanese. I was like, what? We won the Japan Series. First time in 25 years the team had won. I was their star player, one of them, and they fired me. What? I was so upset. But, you know, God has a plan. Signed with Dusty Baker in the San Francisco Giants in 94. I wore Will Clark's number. He had just retired, 22. I was excited. I grew up in Fresno like you guys. Man, I'm going to be a giant. Things didn't work out there. I went. Dusty Baker was really kind. Barry Bonds, my teammates, Matty Williams, Robbie Thompson, all those great giants back in the day. That would have been so much fun to play there. But God had a different plan. I had plantar fasciitis in my foot. I played through it during spring, and it wasn't working. Dusty Baker calls me in his office with one week to go in spring training. All the teams are all set. It's hard to find a job now if you're a veteran 33-year-old player. Dusty Baker taps, or his coach taps me on the shoulder, Wendell Kim, and I, and I go, okay, I go into Dusty Baker's office. Whenever that tap on the shoulder comes, fellas, that's usually not good. That means something's going on with you. So I kind of walked into his office. I'm, I'm an expert body language reader by then, and I could tell Dusty was standing up. Bob Quinn, the, the general manager, was sitting in his chair. It wasn't good. I could tell. It wasn't good. I sit down, Dusty Baker goes, Hud, I know you and Jennifer are about ready to have your first baby, your first child anytime, but look, um, we're going to go with the younger player. Now, when that happens, a lot of guys freak out, you know. So I've, I've learned over the years, what you put into your heart is what comes out when you're confronted. If you're putting the world and you're putting all the, all the dirt and stuff you get from everyday life in that heart, that's what's going to come out. Oh, yeah, Dusty, let me tell you about you. You're making a huge mistake. I could have did all that. I didn't. Instead, I was like, man, thanks for having me. I put, I put God in my heart. Fruits of the Spirit are, are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Those are in your heart. and It'll always come out, but a lot of them are in there. What came out was love. Babe, I love you. I, thanks for playing. You're one of the best managers ever. And thanks for having me in your camp. I got to meet Willie Mays, Orlando Cepeda, and Vita Blue, kids, players I, I grew up watching. I got to meet them, take pictures with them. Thanks for having me in your clubhouse and your in your uh, Do you mind if, if I say goodbye to the, my teammates? He was like, gosh, uh, the general manager looked at me and goes, hey, will you come work for me when you're done playing ball? And I went, wait a minute, is this a fire and hire meeting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. No, no. Hey, yeah. It's yeah. We're, we're going to go with the young. But okay. Hey, good. All the best. I went outside in my uniform. Still lots of times in professional baseball, when you get fired or they trade you, you, you go in your locker and you're out, you go, you leave. I went out and said goodbye to all my teammates. And, and I remember Matty Williams looking at me going, HUD, you look like you just got a promotion. What's wrong with you? Why are you so happy? 
mainly because I was expecting my first child any day. I was excited about becoming a father. So, you know, look, I didn't care. I, I knew that I, would, I could still play. I had confidence in myself at 33. I was going to find a job. Sure enough, the next day after I got let go, my, gave my, my foot a little time, we had our child. Jennifer's in the hospital. And Bill Bavese, the general manager for the California Angels, walked into the hospital in my, in my hospital room, knocked on the door and says, is Rex here? And she says, no, he went out to lunch. Here, give him my card. Have him call me. So I come home. I, I mean, I come back to the hospital. Hey, honey, how you doing? How you feeling? The angels came. And I, and I go, honey, I've never had a baby before. So I don't know what kind of angels you might have just seen. I don't know. She goes, no, asshole, here's the card. Here's this card. <laughs> you know, I was messing with her. And, and she said, no, here's this card. So I call the card and he goes, you're on my 25-man roster, HUD. You need to get to camp. So I was in the wrong – I was in the right state, but the wrong city. God readjusted me to Anaheim at the last minute like that, and it changed a lot of things in my life, in my career. So, you know, in baseball and in life, you don't have control. Oh, baseball especially, you don't have control over what happens. You're just a piece of property. So I am thankful, looking back and now forward, that I used my resources to the max in order to succeed in a real tough business. You need help. I needed help. I needed my, my mom and dad to help me teach me manners. I needed Coach Noakes. I needed my speech teacher in, in high school there, Mr. Mertens. I couldn't even t- I couldn't talk for five minutes in front of people. Boy, have that changed now. <laughs> I needed Dave Winfield, the great Hall of Fame outfielder, the man who was only drafted in all three professional major sports, give me advice and listen and said, HUD, one thing's guaranteed a ball player, you're going to be an ex-ball player. You better take the blinders off and start looking around and shake hands with people. And when you go back to the minor leagues, ask that PR person if you can give your, if he needs a, 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 a player to speak at lunch, you be that guy. And tell your story and start start getting, getting ready for that job after you're done. I was 24 years old. I didn't want to hear that. He mentored me. I needed his. I needed uh, Joe Torrey's influence as a manager, a great fatherly figure. I needed Terry Francona. Uh, I needed Joe Madden. I needed all these, these coaches that were that influenced me. I needed all those people. You can't do it by yourself in a me, me, I, I world that we live in now. You better, you will never make it unless you put that on the shelf. It ain't about me. It's about others. And I learned this in my faith too. Treat others better than yourself. Really? Not in this world we're living now. Come on. Yes. What happens? You'll find out. You'll, you'll be blessed. You'll have a nice aura about you. Your heart will shine. You'll have some tenderness in there. You're putting others before yourself. Sir, can I help you? Ma'am, let me get that door for you, walking into a store or whatever. Little things. It don't have to be big things. Looking out for your neighbor. The guy who wants to pull over, you know, he wants to cut over, you know, it's not Los Angeles and they back you up and they tell you to get in the back and honk at you and, and, and wave a finger at you. No, stop. Hey, let him in. Sure, go ahead, sir. Go right ahead. 
Other day, I'm at a stoplight, and a lady looks at me and smiled with no mask on and smiled. And I and I, I caught up with her the next stoplight, and I rolled down my window. And I go, ma'am, thank you for that smile. That just made my day. I appreciate that. It fired her up. She was excited. I will say. You, you guys can tell. No. I haven't even... I haven't even talked about the end of the career and how I became a broadcaster for the last 20 years. Well, that's we what I, time. No, that's, but I was going to ask you that you, you didn't maybe not play for the postseason stuff, but you got to call or be a part of two world series with the angels and the Royals. How about that? So full not circle, one stinking, not one stinking game <laughs> in the postseason as a player. <laughs> But broadcasting for two teams in uh, every fourth year, ding, 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 here comes the ring. Four years of the Angels, bam, it happened. Four years here in Kansas City, bam, another ring. And the Giants were the victims (laughs) of, of the Angels' 0-2 World Series, the only chance Barry Bonds ever had to get a ring, and we took it from him. And then the Giants beat us in 14 in the World Series with Bumgarner's unbelievable performance out of the bullpen in Game 7. We came back in 15 and beat the Mets. So it's been fun, and, and it's so much easier as a broadcaster. But it's fun to be able to share with, with fans about this and that, and, and this is what they said, and, and even learning new terms from the players, the modern-day terms, instead of the old terms from my day. So it's been fun to be to to have uh, um, meshed into the real world of, and the modern day game, analytics, all that stuff. So I'm learning all the time about baseball, and it's, it's stimulating and it's exciting to broadcast these games and watch the highest, the best players in the world, the highest talent. And 20 years now, I've I've, I've broadcasted several guys' careers already. You know, a lot just being in that long. And they know me, the players, I go down, I talk to them, I share with them, I love on them. I'm not your typical broadcaster. So I'm thankful for this job. And it came just out of the phone call. I retired. My last game was the Philadelphia Phillies, 1998. I'd signed a two-year deal. That's the only, only time I'd ever been a free agent. And it happened after the 96 season. I had my best year ever. And wouldn't you know, his timing... I'm a free agent after that year. Only time in my career. So I'm 37, 36 years old. And the the Philadelphia Phillies gave me 3 million bucks to go play. Poor Phillies. I definitely got the better of that. Because I went there, man, I I, I I blew out my hand. They had bad turf there. I couldn't I couldn't play. Anyway, so 98, they called me uh, halfway through. Actually, I, I, I was waiting for my 10-year anniversary. Hey, my 10-year anniversary, I called the union. Hey, guys, when is it? HUD, it's on Mother's Day. No way. Mother's Day? Oh, so God gives me – my mom was was my biggest fan and, and the person that inspired me the most. And wouldn't you know, my 10-year anniversary is on Mother's Day. All right, the day after Mother's Day, I went into Terry Francona. I said, Tito, today I'm a fulfilled ball player. Thanks for the two-year deal you gave me. I love you for that, Tito. But I got my 10 years in yesterday, and you can do with me whatever you want. You can send me to the minors. I'll work off the 800 grand you owe me, 
I'll work it off the rest of the summer. You could send me to uh, – yeah, you could trade me if you can get a couple cases of baseballs for me. Uh, you can you can release me. Whatever you want, go ahead. I'm a fulfilled ball player. And he goes, wow, Hud, I didn't know what I was going to do with you. You know, we got all these young players. You know, you're hitting a buck 20. And uh, thanks for saying that. And I go, no, no, thank you. And I took off my jersey and I handed it to him and said – when you give this to the next young player, tell him he could never take it from me. I'm giving it to him. And I walked out of his office with the greatest joy of accomplishment that God helped me do that I got my 10 years in. And I could only praise him. And the whole locker room was quiet because whenever a guy gets released, you know, you never know. But I was excited to be leaving. It was time for me to go home. And it was perfect timing. I get home and the phone rings. It's the Cleveland Indians, uh, St. Louis Cardinals team. I'm 38. Hud, we know you can still hit lefties. Won't you come with us? Uh, I I look at my wife, honey, what do you think? She goes, do you have baseball out of your system? And I went, it's nice to be wanted. Let me go one more time. Let me see what I got left. Let me see if I can catch some more magic. Sign with the Cleveland Indians. I go to Buffalo. 15 games go by, nothing. I, I went early hitting all the time. I couldn't hit. My I could run. I could still run. I had good speed at 38. I could still hang with the young players, but I couldn't hit. So um, I heard a fan one game, one game, um, and, and I would call my wife and, and say, honey, gosh, man, I can't believe it. These left-handed pitchers I'm seeing, I mop them up, and I can't, and they're getting me out. She goes, don't you come home because you're struggling. You stick it out. Okay, hon. Another couple of games go by, fans yelling at me one night, Hudler, your hustle's great, but you suck. Show us some numbers. I totally looked up to the dude, pointed to him. I got done. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go into the dugout, and then in, in my heart, I could feel, I could feel God saying it's time to go. Okay. So I told the manager after the game, hey, uh, I, I've been taking up a spot on, on your roster a young player can take. I'm sorry. It's time for me to go home, man. I got to go home now. He goes, Hud, we were going to take you up in September because you're so good in the clubhouse. We were going to take you up there anyway. I said, sir, thank you, but it's not about service time. I got my 10 years in, man. So, but can I play tomorrow? It's a day game. Can I play one more game? I love day game baseball. And can I play second base and lead off? Sure, Hud, no problem. I get there. I share, I share with the kids, with the young players there before the game about me leaving and retiring after this game. And I played thinking I'm going to have a great game. God's going to bless me. I struck out my first time. And I struck out. I walked back to the dugout saying, you made the right decision, Hud. You're terrible. And so I, I the next time up, I got a base hit. I'm not stopping at first. I'm going to second all the way. Hook slid under the tag. It's safe, but the umpire called me out. I ran over there. My teammates all gave me high fives. My, my third time up, I never got hit in the head. In, in 21 years, never got hit in the head. I looked, and here comes a fastball right at my head. Hit, I turned, it hits me right in the neck. <clears throat> hits me right here. Okay, I got necked. And I, and I put my hands on the ground. Uh, I put my hands on my knees, and I looked to the ground. I never went down whenever a, a pitcher hit me. I never would give him the satisfaction that his ball hurt me. That was the Bullard way, too. That was the toughness. I left. So I, I put my hands on the ground. I looked at home plate and I heard God say, I told you to leave last night. I got something else planned for you. You need to get out now. So I was like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. I'm leaving. All right. Okay. I'm leaving. Game's over. 
there's there's 20 writers in the dugout for little old me, utility player, because my career's over and they had heard it on Rome on the Rome show. I go home, the phone rings the next day, and it's the Angels saying, and this is in, the, in May, May in the season. We want you to manage our, I mean, we want you to broadcast for our team next year. Really? Yes. So that's why it's important to listen to your heart. I listened to my heart, but you know what, though? I was a little stubborn. I had to get hit in the neck <laughs> to, 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 get, to get out. So I did, and I'm going on my 21st uh, year as a broadcaster. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. No, it's thank- been a huge blessing. No, thank you. I, I think, uh, one, this was the easiest podcast we've ever had to do. And there's much more uh, lessons in there uh, that aren't just baseball that I think anybody, whether you play any sport, could benefit from hearing. And that's ultimately the goal, whether we have all the right questions to ask or have the right guests on. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. And... I just want to say thank you for joining us today. I think uh, if you and we say it a lot, but I mean it one hundred percent from the bottom of my heart. If you didn't get anything out of that, um, maybe you shouldn't listen anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, no joke, guys. It, it's it's been long. It's been long, fruitful, and so much fun. The things that I take from from my career now are the people that I got to meet. My wife, my, my wonderful wife of 32 years, she's endured. She's put it up with me and being gone and taking care of the four kids we've had. The people playing baseball in three countries, lived in all three time zones in America here with different teams. Montreal Expos was a great experience across the north of the border, wonderful. Japan, playing for the Angels, the Phillies, the Cardinals, you know, lived in every time zone. Just a huge blessing. And I can't tell you that I did it by myself. I did not. I had lots of help. So thank you for letting me share my life, basically. That's what it's been, my life. And if there's one thing that anybody can take from that, that is that let God, don't let you. You'll you'll run into a dead end like I did. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. That's that's a great way to end it. I think. No, I uh, again, I appreciate it. It's uh, it's been a treat. Hey, sorry I didn't let you guys get many words in. No, <laughs> that's all right. That was that's it's not the, about the, us. It's not. It's not. That's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Honestly, you you covered. Our listeners are probably tired of us talking. <laughs> no, I got. I had. I have a list of like ten or eleven questions, and you touched you on all of them. Nine of them, without us having to say <laughs> a thing. So it, I'm telling you, it's really easy when we can just hit record and sit back and watch. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. To be honest with you, so oh, thank you. so so I, I've been doing some zooms um, with our fans and and over the network here, and and I get excited. I get too close to the receiver. Nah. And my partner's going, "Hud, back off, man! Back <laughs> off! You're you're scaring the people." <laughs> no, nah, be nah. you. Yeah, you're good. Be you. You're good. Yeah, you're, we love no, it. You guys are. Hey, have a great baseball season. So happy that fans can come back and and uh, this year we hope and and just keep praying that. Uh, the grand game will once again be the grand game and, and we can have a good, fun, successful season. And hopefully in the future, there'll be no work stoppage and we can continue to move on. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you're ever in uh, back in Fresno, 
uh, let me know. We'll maybe get you on live. We'll yeah. uh, we'll, we'll do, do, this do in a, person. Do more of a story. Some good stories you have playing along the way. Oh man, we, can, we, can we can keep your into. listeners. Yeah, fun yeah. fun battle stories. Battle stories are the best. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, just just uh, just playing hardball, bullet bullet hardball in the big leagues, and and representing man, showing up, and and, and the you know a lot of having no fear. I feared nothing. I got I got on first base in '88, and I looked across the diamond. There's Ozzy Smith. I'm gonna nail you. <laughs> it's my turn now. Hey, Ryan Sandberg, you're in the next stop. I'm gonna get you too, because it's my turn now. Someone's gonna know my name by the time I'm done around the league here first time. And that's what made me dangerous, and that's what it kicked in because I'd had enough minor league ball and all that. And it was my turn. And being a football player in a baseball player's body, having that kind of speed, I got to second base and I dumped some guys. Yeah, the way the game used to be played. Yeah, the right way. Yeah, definitely keep us posted. You get back into town because there, there. I can see we we could do a couple episodes. We can do a part two, part yeah. three. We'll definitely get We're into in. it. But Rex, thank you for taking oh, time. And uh, better and- guys, thank you. I can't wait to come back through town. I'll let you know. But man. You guys are fun. Thank you. My wife thanks you for getting me, uh, getting her out of the house today. She's like, oh, my gosh. I'm like gum on her shoe right now. Uh, but we got ball, man. It's going to be great. Royals are going to be good this year. Watch out. Yeah. Watch out, White Sox. Think you're going to win this whole thing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, we'll be watching for sure. Uh, again, guys, no, just thank, thank you. you. That's, uh, that's episode 99 with the one and only Rex Hudler. <laughs> You guys are great. Thanks for having me. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.